Uh, hi, Eric. Hello. Can You're you hear recording. me? I'm recording. All You're right. Recording. I can hear you. I was making fart noises. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. <laughs> I was testing my, my fart noise making ability. Mm. So you were making fart noises. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like a five out of five to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. recording so we can just bullshit for a while and all right just get uh, into it it doesn't matter to me cool let's go ahead and uh uh do the intro so that way we get it out of the way and okay uh, so it doesn't end up like last episode where it's like 45 <laughs> minutes in um <clears throat> welcome to accelerative thrust i am dan and i'm eric and how is everyone doing we're doing pretty good. Wow, that's good. <laughs> hey, everyone. I got a so, question for you. That was my Pee Wee Herman uh, at the biker bar. I say we shoot him. Remember that part? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I say we let him go. Yeah. <laughs> what the, what, which one was that from? Uh, the Big Adventure. Big Adventure, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember, isn't that also the one where he like, throws a fit about a cheese sandwich oh like he's like waiting in line to get a cheese sandwich Jeez, and i don't uh, remember that part yeah he like he wants a cheese sandwich from this place and huh. somebody in uh front of him is taking like a little bit longer like he's getting like really impatient he's all like gee take all day why don't you <laughs> i'm just vaguely remembering oh, i uh, think that, that one might be big top Mm, yeah it might be big top peewee I, I i i do believe big, big top peewee was the one where he had the hot dog tree wow yeah see i've only seen that maybe once mm. uh when it came out which is a long time ago <laughs> yeah he had yeah, yeah it was a long time i haven't ago. had a chance to see it um, so no spoilers okay <laughs> okay well i i guess i already did kind of spoil it with the hot oh dog tree. man peewee's pretty funny yeah, yeah, he is. I, I, I loved Pee-wee's big adventure. Uh, excuse me, Pee-wee's um, Playhouse when I was younger. Yeah, me too. And also the Ernest show. I loved the Ernest show as well. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Is that hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Yes. <laughs> Remember he I had like a when that fat dude uh, showed you how to make a fart sound with your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> dude, uh, that um, guy is so funny. Oh man. And I remember he. Uh, <clears throat> He I was, feel bad for just referring to him as that fat dude. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> at least he, uh, he's not the ugly dude. Like no, Bobby. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, uh, <laughs> the fat guy, and Bobby are in. Ernest goes to jail. They're like the security. Oh guards. yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Face. Oh man. Ernest goes to jail is the best mm, Ernest movie. It's so good. It is just hilarious. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, that part <laughs> where he makes that gun out of soap. That's like the, the best part. Uh, I mean, 
the whole movie is the best part. It's yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater with my dad and my dad actually <laughs> told me he had never laughed so hard at a damn movie. And <laughs> like I was kind of mad about it. <laughs> I mean, I think he was like, he was just like surprised because he thought it was yeah. going to be stupid, you know? Oh, first, and, it, and it was fun. stupid. It was very stupid, <laughs> but yeah, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Ernest, those early Ernest movies up until like Ernest rides again, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, even the really bad ones, like, I don't know, Ernest in the Army or mm-hmm. Ernest Goes to Africa or particularly Slam Dunk Ernest. Although <laughs> the fact that his number, his uh, basketball number is negative zero. Yeah. Really made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Like, that was, still makes me laugh. <laughs> that was really funny. Negative zero. Uh, <laughs> so My gosh. And then Ernest Goes to Camp, man. Uh, yeah. Classic. I, that's a very heartfelt movie man like in yeah. a lot of ways like at the end it was really surprising no spoilers <laughs> yeah some people <clears throat> haven't seen them you know some people haven't seen them and you know i mm-hmm. i in 2022 if you want to go see Ernest goes to camp i i would recommend it i well, mean well really though you should see goes to jail goes to camp absolutely I don't absolutely know. you know what though uh-huh. um <clears throat> I did come across a couple of uh, interesting pieces of news. If you mm-hmm. would like to discuss, I would. Yes. Uh, one of them's about rap and the other one is about metal. More so like crap. That's what I <laughs> There was a member of like Almond brothers or somebody like that, who I saw who actually said, yeah, rap is short for crap. Yeah. When they asked him in an interview, well, God, uh, they should stop asking the Almond brothers anything. They really should. It might. It might not have been the Almond Brothers. It could have totally been something. Any else. of them, Nazareth, yeah, any, any Naz- Leonard Skinner. I'm done. I don't Leonard care. Skinner, maybe. Um. So, uh, MF Doom. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, make sure you say his name in all caps. Uh, so there's going to be a biography uh, published by Astra House Publishing. So it's a book. It's due out in 2024. So. I guess it's going to be written by S.H. Fernando Jr. and the Chronicles of Doom, Unraveling Raps, Mast Iconoclast. Hmm. So, yeah, um, looking forward to that. It's the same dude who did uh, the biography of Wu-Tang Clan from the streets of Shaolin, the Wu-Tang saga. Oh, yeah. And he did a book in 94 called The Hmm. New Beats, Exploring Music, Culture, and Attitudes of Hip Hop. You know, Hmm. you know what would be interesting about that? Um, that was written in 94. So it would be interesting to kind of like just where hip hop was and what, what was considered current then. Maybe we should have a, a book review part of our show. That would be cool. (laughs) Actually, the next, uh, piece of news is about Gore. Okay. And, uh, Gore's Blothar. Is he a new member or is he, he an old member? Be. I don't I know. I don't know. Maybe he took uh Dave's spot. Okay. Odorous's uh, spot. He called Iron Maiden just a bunch of British old women at this point. Um <laughs> during, <laughs> during an interview with yeah. the metal voice, 
Blothar was told the band's upcoming album features some Maiden-esque parts and was asked if Gore looked up look up to Maiden and their mascot. And he says, well, I mean, Eddie, yes. Steve Harris is an old lady, basically. They are all just a bunch of British old women at this point. <laughs> but at least that's how they uh, act, right? I'm just kidding. But it's very, very odd to me that Steve Harris, I love Iron Maiden, but it always bothered me that Steve Harris has such a problem with punk rock for some reason. Right. I Wait, mean, did I, Blothar say that or did you just say that? I was, I was confused. <laughs> I got confused as to where Blothar's uh, quote ended and when you were speaking. Or maybe that was all Blothar. Oh, sorry. Um, no, 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 that was Blothar. I mean, I would never oh, call okay. Iron Maiden a bunch of British old women. <laughs> no, um, not the punk rock but, part. No, I was, <laughs> <just> <laughs> I was just responding. I was just responding to that because I agree that it is weird that Steve Harris has always seemed to just totally shit on punk rock. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, when I hear particularly the self-titled and killers, mm -hmm. I hear a lot of punk. Like yeah. I think maybe uh, the other guys, well, especially um, Paul Diano were probably mm -hmm. into the whole punk thing, but no, mm -hmm. I guess Steve Harris absolutely hated it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Wow. So yeah. Gore, I guess they think uh, that, hmm. And it even says right here, uh, especially when you can obviously hear it in somewhat of what they were doing around the killers era. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Like what? Who cares? Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, I guess that they are uh, referring to. Well, metal sucks is referring to Gore as alien sex masters at, at the beginning of this article. Metal sucks mm -hmm. says. We're obviously huge supporters of our alien sex masters, Gore. Oh, uh huh. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's yeah, some boomer. I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> there's some alien boomer takes for you. Alien boomer takes right there. Actually, yeah. though, Iron Maiden are the boomers in this scenario. Yeah, they are. Um, I get the old lady thing. I've been guilty of making similar jokes. Oh, sure. Especially sure. about Paul McCartney. Sure. But, um, <laughs> he looks like an old lady. Actually, it looks like Angela Lansbury from Murder, mm -hmm. She Wrote. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's Well, isn't he dead? Paul McCartney? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been dead for a long time, but... So you're that, ultimately... Yeah. You're, you're technically not talking about the real Paul McCartney, then. No, he looks like a corpse <laughs> of an yeah. old lady. The... I finally got to say the corpse of an old lady on our podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> been trying to work that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. All Paul right. McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. He does look like an old lady. <laughs> it's, that's 100 um, percent. Yeah, and that's all we need to say about him, because, I mean, what else has he accomplished, really? Yeah, what else has he done? I mean, big deal. He was in some really like small band for a while, but I don't remember what they were called. Some skiffle band. Sk yeah, yeah, they just disappeared. Here today, gone tomorrow. Type. They were shit. like a Jerry and the Pacemakers ripoff. Jerry and the Pacemakers. They were. <laughs> That's a, a great na name. I I gotta say, I've never heard of Jerry and the Pacemakers, but I oh, wish I had. They were the uh, first band. Recorded at Abbey Road, or maybe mm -hmm. not the first band, but they recorded at Abbey Road. They were managed by Brian Epstein. They were recorded and produced by George Martin. 
So before, they were basically the, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Did they sound like the Beatles? Like for real? Uh, they sang that song. I'm telling you now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the funny voice, the yeah. high pitch. That's how they sang, right? Sounds like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is how they, you know. I wish I could do the high pitched, um, like the Sherry baby, you know, or walk oh. like a man. Like, uh, what the heck is that guy's name? I love that guy. His name voice. is Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley, man. I yeah. love that guy's voice, man. He's got such yeah. a. It is very high. It's very high. Like, if I do it, I sound like, oh. <laughs> wow. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> that was so loud. It cut out my interface. All uh, anyone's going to hear is, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to like, Stand back from the mic and do it next time. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, do that now. <laughs> do it now. Okay. Oh, like a little more quiet. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, man. It's so high. It's almost unlistenable. I mean, not what you're doing. But like Frankie Valley. Well, oh, yeah. Sherry. That's a good one. Yeah. And then uh, 10 seconds in, I'm like, fuck this really i love why would anyone listen to that why would anyone (laughs) listen to that you're right but i don't know for some or make a broadway musical about it for For some reason i love it i uh, i didn't know there was a broadway musical about it yeah it's called jersey boys i believe jersey boys oh okay i didn't realize it was about that what a bizarre voice yeah Um, it really (laughs) i mean that's that's why i like it because it sounds like ween Without yeah, vocal yeah. effects, but still sounding like it has vocal effects or something. I think know? it just sounds like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> really? Hmm. What's yeah. That song? song is like ding ticka ding ticka ding ticka ticka ding ticka ding. Oh, that one. Like, <laughs> like what? At, that can be like several Led Zeppelin songs, honestly. <laughs> Oh, um, you're talking about you're talking about immigrant song oh how's that different than what i did well because like i don't know it really wasn't but for some reason like i just didn't compute in my brain oh this is the quality content you tune in for folks exactly and if you don't like it just let us know and we probably won't change a thing honestly Mm. we'll probably just keep on doing it (laughs) recording these in the morning is real weird i get real i get real loopy it's a really bizarre experience. It kind of feels like we're yeah. actually at work or something like, <sighs> you know, like we need to be here by a certain time or something. Yeah. And I feel like I'm working harder. Like <laughs> I, I have to be on. This is legit stuff. It is. It's we're very working an stuff. extra shift is what it feels like. We got a work ethic now, Eric. It's like, we don't, we're not really, we don't have to be here. Yeah. No, we, we have don't to have do to. our work, mm. but we can have some fun. It's like Saturday. When you have to go to work, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, and it is Saturday. It is. Yeah, that's great. Oh, you know what though? I miss yeah. those cartoons, man. If there would have been some cartoons on oh, this morning, yeah, it would have helped me even be- even more. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I uh, watched a little bit of Space Ghost Coast to Coast last night though, oh, yeah? so that kind of helped a that's little. bit. That's a good bit. show. It I is. Seen it in a while. I think it holds up. 
It does. It's 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 fantastic. It's Which just, is amazing. It is. It's, it is amazing. Um, yeah, there's really nothing that makes me think this is outdated when I watch it. It's kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like, mm-hmm. uh, both of those shows were kind of like, they sort of existed in the same sort of, I guess, idea, sort of. Mm-hmm. Where it was just let's let's take these old things and right. kind of you know make them stupid yeah. in a modern context. Yeah, they upcycled it. <laughs> upcycled it. There you go. Exactly. But yeah, it it exists as in the same realm, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Glad we um, cleared that up. <laughs> yes, I know you guys were all dying to hear our opinions about yeah. how Here's a show a in, about it. in the mid nineties yeah. was, uh, you know, <clears throat> that we watched late at night on Sunday. Yeah, you want to hear or, some old people talk about an old TV show? <laughs> yeah, let's turn that on. But you know what? You can also hear two old people talk about new records too. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you get you're getting you're getting your money's worth. So we got three <laughs> records like we always do. Yeah. And uh two of them are well, one of them is mine and one of them is Eric's pick. Mm-hmm. And of course the local one. So yeah. so the record that I picked is the new record from this band called Ghost, and it's called Impira. And uh this is kind of a uh divisive band um i would say or at least uh somewhat of a controversial band um there seems to be a lot of shitting on them in certain circles in the metal community uh maybe it's just the people that i know in any case it kind of seems like this is a band that you either love or you absolutely hate them. Wow. Uh, it kind of seems that way. Uh, but this is just from a from an outside observer. I could be completely wrong. I could be like not, you know, seeing it the way that it actually is. And that's just because I know people who absolutely just do not like this band and shit mm-hmm. on them. If you're going to listen to metal for, you know, straight aggressiveness or, you know, if you're really into like noisy in your face, screaming all the time things like that on grindcore or something or like black metal or whatever and you're not into like this type of metal that these guys are presenting you with it's not going to be your thing if if you're already not into like 80s style uh new wave of british heavy metal type stuff uh but kind of a modernized take a little bit but also with a lot of other stuff going on and i'll kind of talk about that I really like these guys. I've listened to every album of theirs at this point. I've actually been listening to them since they first came out, I think around 2012 or something like that. I've liked everything that they've put out personally. I think that they're a great combination of just a lot of things that are really entertaining and metal. And also I think that they're just, the songs are just really strong and always have been. Uh, so I kind of wrote a review and, uh, this is uh, what I said about this record, just to give you all an idea of um, kind of where I think these guys are sort of coming from. A sea of twin guitar harmonies and high-pitched vocals, almost but not quite reaching the registers of Rob Halford and King Diamond with underlying eerie keyboard parts. 
really excellent drumming and bass rhythm. So that's the music part of it. I think that a lot of this album is just really catchy. And so if you're into like really good songs like Judas Priest, and I would say King Diamond and Merciful Fate, Iron Maiden, I mean, this kind of has that all over it. It is a little bit cheesy in parts. I mean, let's let's be real. But I mean, I think that that's kind of part of its charm, too. To me, it's it's really haunting and gorgeous at times. But then other times it does sound like the soundtrack to a cheesy like 80s slasher flick or something. And and I think that's cool. I mean, it, parts of it kind of remind me of like something like Dream Warriors from Dokken or something. You know, it's just got that sort of progressive 80s uh, metal, but I don't think it like goes overboard with any of the musicianship. I think that what it really strives to do and what I think it ends up doing really well is what all the other ghost albums have done. And that is uh, write really strong songs Mm -hmm. that just have definitely, like I mentioned, the new wave of British heavy metal influence, but also I hear some... I don't know, doom stuff kind of going on. I hear a little bit of almost like psychedelic stuff under the surface. Um, I would say a black metal influence, particularly in their image. If you've ever looked at their Mm -hmm. image, I definitely think that they uh, were probably influenced by a lot of black metal. I do believe they're from Sweden. And so it would make sense that they would be influenced by black metal. Um, Because I think black metal had a huge impact on metal coming from that area especially around that time i mean it has the stuff that you would come to expect from this kind of stuff um in terms of themes like lyrically stuff about spirituality or whatever there's also some really great atmospheric stuff kind of thrown in a little bit they throw in some acoustic interludes that are really cool i will say that it is a very specific type of metal and i think you really have to appreciate this kind of style in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, if you're, if you're not into the high pitched vocal ranges of somebody like King diamond or Rob Halford or Bruce Dickinson, then you're probably not going to like this, but also one track in particular had a really interesting, this one stood out to me. Um, it's a track called twenties. And it had a very interesting classical influence, particularly in the intro that actually had horns and strings. And then the guitar riff came in and started mimicking it and the vocal delivery, not that he sounded like it, but also the, the music in general to me had a very Mike Patton esque feel around it. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of cinematic, you know, cause you heard like, keyboards and other things thrown in as well but just the beat the way that it was structured reminded me of something that you might hear on like a a bungle or a faith no more record Hmm. that particular song so there's also that sort of element to it as well i think uh but overall yeah i think it's just really really good songs and yeah like i said it is a little it does get a little cheesy at times uh the one criticism I would have of it is there are a couple of songs that I do think are maybe a little, just a tad bit, maybe too long. Like I could kind of, I could kind of see them maybe cutting just a little bit 
of the fad away from a couple of songs, but that's, it's such a minor thing that I, it didn't affect the list, the overall listening experience for me. Like I thought that it was still just a very enjoyable listen and it's not a, like the comment I just said could lead one to believe that it's kind of a long album. It really isn't. It's only like 45 minutes long mm-hmm. in total. And most of the songs are about three minutes. I, I guess I was just kind of talking about one song in particular. The last song I think was, you know, a little long, but I mean, even mm-hmm. that is like six minutes. It's not, right. it's not like I was getting bored with it or anything. I just mean that I think that there were stronger songs earlier in the record, um, but it was still a great song, still really good stuff. Yeah. So I'm actually really interested in hearing your opinion about this, Eric. Uh, Cause I know sure. that you're, you're a fan of priest and maiden, like particularly early priest sure. and maiden. And I'm sure you probably dig merciful fate. Like, I don't know. Have we ever yeah. talked about that? No, we have not. We yeah, have not. I, I am a fan. Yeah. I figured you would. So I'm I'm curious what your take is on this Ghost Impura. Record. Sure. Well, <clears throat> let me get ready. <clears throat> <laughs> I have never heard Ghost before. I've obviously heard of Ghost. I think they're probably one of the higher profile metal bands to the general public out there right now. And I didn't know what to expect. Uh, what I did think it was going to be was sort of a watered down version of like an extreme metal style i kind of assumed it was going to be like merciful fate but i don't i didn't get that i I mean i can hear an influence but let me say also i really enjoyed it let me get that out there that um i was surprised by this and i liked it a lot since i've never listened to them and since i have zero uh interest in being cool or whatever (laughs) like i don't i never took the time to not like them if that makes any sense you know it was just like i don't care but i sort of thought it was a way the like the the imagery of the whole thing i thought was a way to get people to listen that otherwise wouldn't listen to this kind of music and that i do think that that prediction in my head did come true Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like uh with like Slipknot or something like Slipknot's pretty heavy, you know, heavier than most things that most normal <laughs> music listeners are going to listen to. Absolutely. But I think with the, um, the masks and everything and the image they're selling, it's for some reason, it's okay that they're essentially playing extreme metal. Like it, it's fine because they're wearing a clown mask or whatever. I don't really have an opinion about that. I'm just stating something that I, I feel is sort of a truth. Anyway, whatever. The thing you said was that it's cheesy. And I would argue that that's the entire point. Like the entire point of this, it's it's like saying Andrew WK is cheesy. Yes, it's exactly. Like, well, duh, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I came at this from a different point of view because I don't know Ghost. I don't have a dog in the fight or a dog in the race or whatever, horse in the fight. Like, I don't care about any of that. So I looked at this from a horror metal point of view. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool is this is, I think this is actually really exciting stuff for fans of horror Mm -hmm. and metal and that cross 
section, if we had like the Venn diagram of horror and metal, I think this is sort of like um, an infinite loop, sort of. Like mm -hmm. they were inspired by horror metal and therefore it sounds like the metal that's associated with horror. Sure. But so what I mean is like, it it is glam metal at times. It just absolutely is. It's also power metal at times. But I think those influences are directly from other horror related things, not necessarily a time period or a movement like the new wave of British heavy metal or something. Like the things I heard were things like Black Roses is one of my favorite heavy metal themed horror movies. And Lizzie Borden does a few songs on that. There's also a fictional band called Black Roses that's made up of sort of like power metal veterans. And to me, that's exactly what this sounds like. It also sounds like the Trick or Treat soundtrack, uh, which mm -hmm. was performed by Fastway, which um, the singer went on to sing for Flogging Molly. Okay. But also like Grim Reaper. Um, yeah. Uh, Halloween. Halloween, yep. But mostly it reminds me of Alice Cooper's, like 100% Alice Cooper's 80s records. There, yep. Especially I, trash. Like you could have played this for me and said, oh, this is a lost album of Alice Cooper's from the 80s. And except for some of the production things, I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, 100%. The songs sound like it, the, an the anthemic element of everything, you know, and there's other metal that has that anthem element to it like maybe slaughter or britney fox or something you know like but that's a little too hair metal um mm -hmm. but it still has that element to it so what's weird is like all the things i just mentioned are horror related it's almost like ghost immersed themselves in horror metal or horror hard rock Mm -hmm. And those influencers are what they're presenting. So like yeah. I said, it's sort of like a snake eating its own tail. So uh, with that being said, though, I loved it because I love all that stuff. I'm a huge fan of all of it. I I can't think of a uh, of a time in my life where the things I liked converged or coalesced at the same time as much as like 1988, 1989, horror, metal, all of it, it was just, it was cool, you know, like Wasp. I mean, that's a little earlier, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Horror and metal to me are one thing. They're not separate. And so Ghost does that. I liked it a lot. I liked the production. Mm -hmm. I liked the playing. Like you said, there are some like cool, spooky sort of interludes and strings and sometimes organs will sort of swell up in the songs like i didn't really mean to say organs swell up but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> so that happens and i honestly think it's part of the image i think it's there to remind you that they are in fact ghosts i think it's great i don't i like it like i said i don't care if it's cool or whatever but if you like horror and metal there's not really a lot of reason you shouldn't like this except no. that it's cheesy but that's the whole point as far as exactly. I'm concerned. But for me, yeah, it was just straight, fun, throwback, horror-inspired, hard rock slash metal. And I was really surprised by it. I thought it yeah. was great. So Yeah, that, awesome, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, the fact that it is cheesy, I think it's, it's supposed to be cheesy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's entertaining because obviously they're 
putting on a show and putting on an image for you, you know, that's kind of what I meant when I, I I get you articulated it way better than I did, Eric, uh, where I was talking about how at times it felt like you're talking about the merging of horror and, and metal. Mm -hmm. Um, At times it felt like you were like in the scene of like an eighties slasher movie or something like, and that's why like the, the sort of, um, comparison to like dream warriors came in for me you know like it had that really anthemic sort of thing about it yeah well i'm glad i'm glad you like it yeah and i would say anyone who likes this check out that trick-or-treat soundtrack it's phenomenal uh even though flogging molly might be embarrassed of it it is so good it's just the singer of flogging molly yeah 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 wow but yeah, and the Black Roses soundtrack is so good. And they're both great movies too. So yeah. I just am getting plugs out there for my favorite horror metal. Sure. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have to write those down, actually. They're, they're pretty fun. I mean, they're not good, but they're fun. Right, oh. yeah. <laughs> but who wants Something. good horror? Jesus. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. We want bad horror movies. Uh, if I wanted real horror, I'd just turn on the dang news. Ooh, boomer take. There you go. We need yep. a new we need a new uh sound effect. Boomer take. Boomer take. <laughs> anyway. Whew, speaking of boomer takes, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that my next pick will cause all kinds of them. Uh <laughs> anyway, yeah, I my pick um is by an artist called Mimi Barks like the root beer, but spelled different, like a mm. dog, what it does with its voice. Oh, Mimi Barks root beer. Mm, me too. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm. It has bite. It okay. does have bite. <laughs> Mimi Barks, Enter the Void. This came out in 2019. So, but being as I'm an old man, you know, a few years behind, I, I can accept it. <laughs> so Mimi Barks is... Um, a Berlin slash London based, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, metal trap, doom trap. Um, uh, I think the kids call it trap metal. Trap metal. Okay. So if you've heard that kind of music, then you kind of know what we're talking about here, but I'll go through it anyway. Um, the vocals are, I mean, 100% brutal. They're screamed. Like they're literally screamed and, uh, overdriven distorted um there is some elements of singing and some rapping in this but mostly it's just like some pretty cathartic kind of screaming and yelling uh there's a lot of thick synthesizers on here uh really sparse uh and creepy trap beats um but I'll get into that a little bit more in just a second vocally uh Mimi Barks reminds me of maybe uh hannon elias from atari teenage riot or mm. mia or yolandi visser from diant word um kind of stuff in that realm i don't know um i thought it was really a super cool record though like the production is very attentive it's like not one second of this record is just on autopilot. Like it's all under scrutiny and it's all affected and changed and it's trying to keep you interested. And I think it accomplishes that. Um, 
There's amazing use of like panning between the left and right, uh, almost disorienting at times. Subsonic bass parts, really bendy, sort of portamento synth, slidey, um, almost squirrely parts at times. Super grimy samples and sort of like this constant background vocal commentary, which I've also noticed like in chopped and screwed down stuff uh, where like every line that she says, she responds to it quietly in the background. It's, it's really strange, but I love it. I would say for fans of like 100 Gex, Atari Teenage Riot, horror, the group, not just the genre, and youth code, just things like that. Yeah, otherwise, I don't have a ton to say about it. It's just intense, grimy, screamy, deep bass fun. And that's going to sound weird after everything I said, but I do think overall it is fun. And what I was going to say about Boomer Takes is, I think you have to suspend your elitism a little bit with things like this. You have to just say, okay, this person is probably an Instagram star. This person, their style is overshadowing the music and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, well, never talk to me about Kate Bush then ever again. You know, it's like people are stylistic and people do use the media to promote themselves. And so it's like, I think as we get older, it's it's kind of natural to be like, oh, they're this or they're that, and they're not real and they're not true. And this music is a product and blah, blah, blah. And I just for a second, try to suspend all that and and just enjoy some pretty wild ass music, you know? So anyway, that's what I had to say. What do you think, Dan? Well, <clears throat> This person is just a TikTok star. This music isn't real. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm sorry, the lyrics. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I really enjoyed this a lot. Horror trap metal is what it is. Mm. Uh, if I were to put a genre to it and do a recommended if you like, I mean, if you're into any of that stuff, that's this is the record for you. Uh, that being said, there were definitely some things about it that I think separated it and made it mm -hmm. a little unique to itself. Like you said, the bass drums and, and the metal guitars, it had this very like noisy sort of aspect to it. And then also the way that she, I like the way how you described it as um, Atari, uh, the vocalist from Atari Teenage Riot. Mm -hmm. Or um, I don't know any of these people's names, but Diane ordered mm -hmm. stuff like that, because this wasn't straight up rap either. Right. Like it, it was more like the way that she approached her vocal style, I feel is more punk rock than it is rap. Mm -hmm. So I really do honestly feel like it's trap metal, like mm -hmm. not like rap metal. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. and the thing is that I like about that is in some of the other artists that I've heard that go under the uh, genre of trap metal, they still kind of try to almost like be somewhat lyrical or still kind of try to exist in a place of like, oh, do I know how to rap? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sort of it almost sounds like Mimi Barks isn't really concerned about any of that. Mm -hmm. It kind of seems like she just wants to express herself through 
this really powerful sort of, but like you said, the lyrics are also kind of fun and stupid at times. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, at the beginning of the song, she yells Jamba Juice (laughs) at the beginning of like the first track, I think it is. She yells about Jamba Juice. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, what the hell? (laughs) Just out of the blue. Yeah. And yeah, the production on it is definitely straight up like, I would just call it trap metal. In addition to everything that you you mentioned, Atari Teenage Riot, uh, I would also say if you're like a fan of Ghost Main, Little Ugly Main, uh, even like Three Six Mafia, mm-hmm. at least musically, you'd be able to appreciate this. Yeah, it's it's almost more punk than rap to me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like I would almost not even other than the fact that it has like the sort of trap beats, trap right. style beats, I would almost not even classify this mm-hmm. as anything to do with rap right. in a lot of ways. It's, it's more of just like a distorted electronic weird record with mm-hmm. sort of yelling over it. Yeah. Uh, she does come pretty close to rapping at times, but yeah, like I said, I don't think she's really concerned. I also think that like, you could even like find something to like production wise, if you're into like something like death grips for sure, you know, or like even to a much lesser degree, something like LP, like LP's production, like run the jewels or something. But I would say like, it, it's way more, it's hard to say. Cause LP has got a different take on like industrial rap than I feel like death grips does. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, but I do think that like the production on this definitely kind of steers in the direction of that as well at times it's just really noisy and chaotic and i'm here for it and um you're totally right about i I think we as older people um Mm -hmm. from a different generation just it's it's time to kind of like if you had any reservation at all about what the new generation is doing it's kind of time to just sort of like understand that like the world just isn't the way that it was in like, I don't know, 1996 or something. Mm -hmm. And that includes the music industry. You're just not going to hear very many young kids making a boom bap record today. Right. You know, it's just, I mean, you're, you're going to hear it from certain like young rappers, but I mean, it's just not, you know, this, this is what is really just sort of, as they say, popping. Right. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And Here's the thing. I think that I think as musical elitists, mm-hmm. <laughs> music elitists as we are, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of times we think of new things or um, out there things or things made by young people as sort of trying to make their way into our world. And that's not the sure. Deal. That's not the deal anymore. No, not at all. They're not infecting our world. We're we're tourists in their world. So. Yep. This is what's happening. So you just have to get over it and enjoy mm-hmm. it or just keep listening to the same stuff you listen to, you know, in high school. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying that like our time has passed and now we have mm-hmm. to move on. <laughs> you know? We just yeah. have to try to enjoy new things. It is hard to sort of wrap your head around a lot of it because music is so readily available nowadays. For sure. I can kind of see how like, there could be this sort of this sort of idea that like, okay, well, oh, just another trap metal artist. God, this all sounds the same. But the fact of the matter is 
you could say that about a hundred bands from like 96. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can stuff. I, exactly. I'm not saying you have to like this. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. don't just out of hand dismiss it because right. it's a young person or they have a lot of style or they have like whatever issue people have. <laughs> like don't dismiss it just because they're young. And yeah, I mean, give it a chance. You know, yeah. I think we just get stuck in these places where it's like, this is the good stuff and all the other stuff sucks. And it's yeah. like, you're never going to have any new experiences that way. Yeah. Ever. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, we're like the, uh, what is it? The cool uncles on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we're the cool uncles. The cool uncles who not a, will. Yeah, it's not a bad band name. By the, way. Well, the cool uncles. Yeah. Well, we'll listen to Mimi, Mimi Barks and we'll listen to Atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, okay. So for our local, we sort of reached out through social media to ask for suggestions. And we got a couple of responses. One of them was a group called Night Dangers. The recording is called My Colossal Truth. It's a pretty short record uh five songs i don't know about the total time but each of those songs are you know three minutes or under about um my friend cody brown sent this to me and i believe he must play guitar in it there weren't any credits necessarily that i saw on the uh, band camp that said anything about that other than the release date and how to buy it so I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm pretty sure my friend Cody Brown plays guitar in it. And Cody Brown is awesome. He's been a part of lots of great bands in Iowa throughout the years. Innocence Broken and uh, oh, uh, that Heart Cody. Attacks. Yeah, and Whoa. all sorts of stuff. So I haven't I haven't heard from him forever. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, he's a sweetheart. We've got we've been able to work together on a lot of things and and yeah, he's one of my favorite people to run into for sure. But I think the band is actually from Minneapolis and Cody plays with them, or maybe it's a recording project. Like I said, I wish I would have asked a couple follow-up questions, but well, we have the information we have, so we have to go forward with that, right? So um, yeah, from Minneapolis, uh, and I'm just going to start my review of this by saying I am wholly unfamiliar with this style of music. Like, I don't know even of another band that sounds like this. But with that being said, I understand that there's probably a huge scene for this and probably a huge history that I know nothing about. And I think hopefully Dan might have some things to say about that that I don't Mm -hmm. know anything about. So yeah, I don't really have a lot to compare it to, but I do know what I heard. And what I heard is that it's really good. The songs are well-crafted, they're dynamic. They move a lot and go a lot of places. They're never boring. And I'm just talking about the songwriting here. Um, if I heard these songs played acoustically by one person, I think I would still think that they, they were really well done and dynamic, like I said. Um, but yeah, it's performed. The performances on this are amazing. And the recording is killer. The production is pristine. It's like every sound is the crispest, crispest, that's a terrible word, the most crisp it could be, (laughs) uh, the clearest it could be, the most exciting sonically and 
frequency wise. Like it's like everything is just dialed in amazingly. I really enjoyed the interplay between the instruments. It's it did feel like everyone's sort of taken their own take on the song, every instrument, um, and sort of playing individually, but also it 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 all gels together perfectly as well. So that makes it really interesting. You can listen to any instrument, including the vocals. The more you listen to this, the more you would hear, I think. I think that everything is that interesting. And yeah, I think there's a lot of super fun elements as far as the production, things that like have hard cuts. Um, there's a lot of swells and, and swoops and things that are almost um, subconscious. Like they're not on the forefront of anything that's happening, but they're more there to make you feel things. Uh, there's a lot of super fun elements of electronic sounds that poke through. And that includes some moments with drum machine, moments with synths, arpeggiated parts, even just effects ringing out, which I don't know if those are guitar or synthesizer, but they really settle into it. And it adds a really different feel to this this music. But yeah, I loved it. And I thought it was one of the one of the best produced things I've heard in a long time. And you know me, I love lo-fi production too. I love things that are barely audible under all the filth and noise and atmosphere. But when someone can really be crystal clear with their production, I appreciate that as well. As far as things that it reminded me of, again, I think Dan will help us flesh this out a little bit better. But for me, uh, sort of a Husker Du slash sugar element a little bit of replacements element maybe, and then um, far a little bit and maybe some sunny day real estate. Mm -hmm. But like I said, those are me just kind of reaching for things that, that shared elements. I don't, I wouldn't say that this sounds like any of those things necessarily. So with that being said, I really enjoyed it and I'll turn it over to Dan. What'd you think? Well, sometimes you you just need to hear a great song you know what i mean mm -hmm. and this delivers that 100 percent five mm -hmm. times in a row right like all five of these songs on this are just masterfully written songs the melodies are absolutely amazing as you said eric the production absolutely incredible definitely one of the best produced uh, things that I've heard in a while as well. I would say that it's almost, from my perspective, almost pop punk, but not quite. There's just too much more going on to just kind of, I feel, I feel like just calling it straight up pop punk would be a little unfair. I mean, there's some things that kind of scream new wave at me, especially when they start adding like, you know, the keyboards mm -hmm. to it and stuff like that. Definitely straight up like indie rock in some parts or even like when it gets kind of acoustic, I would almost say elements of like alt country. The singer, now this is, this is where I'm, I'm going to probably, well, I'm going to definitely make like somewhat of a, of a comparison here. Mm -hmm. And this is by no means, this is 100% a compliment because the, these two singers to me are actually really great singers. And some people may disagree because 
I know that Tom DeLong from Blink-182 slash Angels and Airwaves. Um, some people think that he, some people are not as much of a fan. If you know anything about Blink-182, well, right now, Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio is the second guitarist and singer. But Tom DeLong, of course, was the original singer, second singer and guitarist. A lot of people, I think, tend to prefer Mark Coppice's vocals over Tom DeLong. I love Tom DeLong's vocals. And what this, the singer of this band reminded me of a combination of Tom DeLong and I don't know his name, but the singer of the Goo Goo Dolls, mm. sort of a little bit. But the music really reminded me of stuff like Motion City Soundtrack, uh, Modern Baseball, The Get Up mm -hmm. Kids, uh, maybe even elements of, I don't know, The Broadways. You remember The Broadways, Eric? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, elements of that a little bit. Yeah. And yes, I definitely hear The Replacements. I definitely hear some Weezer-ish stuff kind of going on. Hmm. Jimmy World, Brand New, The Loved Ones. I mean, so basically, like, what, what I think is that if you're a fan of sort of emo, pop punk, alt, alternative music, but without, like, I, I don't want to just call it emo, pop punk and stop there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of other elements kind of going on there. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of just really good songwriting in sort of like, that style then i think that you're gonna love this record because there's nothing not to love mm -hmm. and i i think even people who aren't maybe not into that kind of music there's enough things that kind of stray away from that path that i think even people who normally are not into that kind of music could really find something that they like throughout mm -hmm. these five songs so yeah um i just think it's a really well done really well crafted ep yeah. So fantastic. I had no idea that Cody, the because uh, I, I remember uh, you mentioned that your friend Cody, I had no idea it was Cody from Innocence Broken. I yeah. wonder if he, I wonder if he remembers me. I don't know. Maybe he'll I, listen and then, uh, and then he can reach out. Well, Cody, if you are listening, I used to be in Girls of Comanche. Mm. I was the guitarist and vocalist and I wonder if that will ring a bell because I know that Innocence Broken, hmm. uh, we played with you at least a couple of times. Yeah. So, cool. all right. Well, speaking of live music. Oh, shit. Yeah. I always forget that. What's wrong <laughs> you... with me? All right. So starting on Wednesday, the 25th, which for the listeners will be tomorrow, mm -hmm. um, at Roz Talks. We have Mop Cut, whom I don't know. Uh, noisy soundscape. I'm just picking up some words um, as I scroll through. Anyway, Mop Cut, look into them. I don't know. But they are playing with Bob Bucko Jr. Um, on Friday, the 27th, this is a new venue uh, for me anyway. It's called... Boggs Hall Avenue Tavern. So mm. I don't know what that is. 
but anyway, it's Burial in the Sky, who is psychedelic progressive death metal from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And they're with Anthro Pollution and Zod Visterg. I don't mm-hmm. know. Kind of just throwing that one out there because I didn't know the venue and I don't know the bands. And, you know, let's get out of our comfort zones a little bit. Sure. That's the theme of the show today. Comfort zones. Let's sure, get out of them. Zones. Yes. <laughs> so, Don't exist in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Bubbles are for Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And for blowing. <laughs> Classic elementary school joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic. Did you did you know Michael Jackson blew bubbles? <laughs> Oh, well, I I guess I was in my mind making it unrelated, but anyway, it it, it is related. And yes, it is a classic elementary joke. (laughs) All right. Okay. We got to get back on track here. So Saturday, the 28th at the Skylark, um, we have Dead Awake, Our Common Collapse, Neck rung, blind equation, and Xeno spawn. Uh, that, like I said, that's Saturday the twenty eighth at the Skylark uh, in Rock Island. It's going to be very metal. And then at Gabe's Oasis that same day, Saturday the twenty eighth, Favoli, uh, Dark Dream Pop. Hmm. That sounds cool. They're from it does sound cool Savannah slash Chicago. It's a long drive. For band practice mm-hmm. um and also lexo leto and sarah ann colder will be playing that show mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool uh that same day the 28th it's at the trumpet blossom in iowa city it's american cream they're from minnesota and center friends of iowa city mm-hmm. and salad that's it for the week as far as i have and again if there's anything that we're missing let us know uh you know you can message us and uh you know on facebook or instagram and uh for sure you know let us know and we'll we'll be glad to uh put your event on the accelerative thrust podcast so happy to do that we would be very happy because there probably is a lot of stuff we're missing for sure Oh, absolutely. And there's going to be all kinds of stuff next week, too. It's not like it's a slow week this week or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a lot of cool shows you can go to. Um, but I do know for a fact next week is pretty full of uh, bangers. So, yep. so that's, that, I mean, I don't know. That's, I guess that's our show. What do you, do that's you have our any, show. Yeah. I, have I think anything we, you want to talk about? <clears throat> not really. I, uh, I just took a drink of water and it uh, mm. made me kind of cough a little bit wow yeah i could talk about we could talk about that yeah and how um you know water goes down the wrong throat (laughs) wrong throat the wrong throat yeah you You have more than one throat oh that's what i was always told when i was younger god like it went down the wrong throat we only have one i don't know (laughs) i assumed so okay i always heard the wrong tube wrong tube okay yeah but that well, makes sense yeah 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 i think i think we all got two for at least two throats <laughs> yeah you know humans are mostly just made of tubes yeah we're made of if tubes. you think about it 
It's true. It's like true. everything's tubes. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, bones, they're basically uh, tubes. And then it's, but it's vessel. surrounded, surrounded by meat. Yeah. But even muscle, I think, consists of strands, basically, right? Yeah, I think I so. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is there anything on us that's not a tube? No, I don't think so. A I skin mean, a tube? <laughs> Wait, did skin, I just say skin tube? <laughs> flesh, flesh tube. You know, it is really weird when you think about it, though. Flesh tube. Oh, that, <laughs> that is, yeah, that is... Um, uh, I like Leaning it. on the gross side. On the gross side. Like on the gross side. Oh, it yeah. is. It is interesting, though, when you think about, like, you know, you cut yourself or something, and so mm -hmm. your skin is open, you know, and, and it does, like, it grows, you know, it grows back. Yeah. Like, like, we're actually, like, you know, a bunch made up of, like, a living coat or, like, force field that yeah. eventually kills us anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Surrounded by a fleshy overcoat and swaddled in. We're trapped. <laughs> We're trapped. Mm -hmm. Actually, maybe we could think of uh, our skin just as one giant meat tube. There you go. Oh, yes. And, and it's like just sealed at the top, kind of like a mm -hmm. sausage. Right. Like casing. Yeah, well, it's a casing. Oh, my God. That's so true. Yeah, very true. We're amazing. We are amazing. We, I mean, I, if, come on, if, man. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about just us, Eric. Uh, well, I mean, us, us especially. Okay. But yeah. in general, humans are just, I mean, wow. I'm just really thinking about uh, our biology now. Sometimes it really, I, I, it, it's encompassing. I get uh, sort of distracted when I think about human beings. You know, you think about like, <laughs> you think about like, um, Everyone's like, oh, where are the aliens? Where are the we're right here, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, I think about that nonstop. That we've mm -hmm. gone further into space than we have into our own planet. Well, I mean, unless Anthony Kiedis was right and space is the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. <laughs> what does that even mean though? It means what you want it to mean, Eric. But the way I interpret that is that space is not real. That it's well, I'm glad it's not made in a muscatine basement because then it would be meth. <laughs> if, it, if it was made in a muscatine basement, it would be really trashy. Yeah. And at least in Hollywood, it's well, it's trashy also, but hmm. a different type of it's a high class trash. High class trash. That's high us. class trash. That's what it is. That's Hollywood. T-shirts coming soon. <laughs> T-shirts coming soon. Dude, accelerative thrust, high-class trash. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do we let the kids off the hook now? We should let we should let the kids off the hook. Thank you all for right. listening to our trap metal episode. <laughs> and you all have a wonderful day, week, or night, or whatever it is. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> nice. This is the quality content you tune in for, folks. Exactly. Jesus and if you... Christ. <laughs>